Welcome to the Eater Upsell, a podcast from the Vox Media Podcast Network. My name is Daniel Janine. I am a producer here at Eater. And today I have an episode for you that I am really, really excited about. I was joined by one of my favorite comedians, Aparna Nancherla, to review a brand new restaurant, The Intersect, by Lexus, the car company, and Danny Meyer's Union Square Hospitality Group. You may have remembered a few weeks ago, Amanda and I argued about how big of a sellout move this restaurant was for Danny Meyer, who is one of the most respected restaurateurs in the game, to take a bunch of money and set up a restaurant sponsored by a car company. I thought this was a huge step in the direction of selling out. Amanda thought that he's done a lot of other corporate things. Anyway, I brought Aparna, who is absolutely hilarious. We met outside for the first time, as you will hear. Uh, we had five courses, including a couple desserts, on the second floor of this restaurant. We came back to the studio, the Vox Media Studios, and recorded for about 40 minutes discussing our experiences, and I cut it into a podcast. I really hope you love it. I think Aparna's hilarious. If you want to see more of her, check out Corporate Season 2, uh, her hilarious show that is coming back to Comedy Central on January 15th, or follow her on all the platforms at Apar Napkin, A-P-A-R-N-A-P-K-I-N. And here is my very long hangout with Aparna Nancherla. Hi! How'd you know? Uh, this shady guy standing outside? No, the, uh, your email, I think, had a little photo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How's it going? It's great. I just yeah, so we met outside. Out for the first time. For the first time. <laughs> yeah. I would say it w- went okay. It was great because you are, you're way, I, I, I'm by far the more awkward person of the two of us. Oh, no, I think I'm just, or well, you, I told you I had been up till 6 a.m. this morning and I, just woke up shortly before our meeting, uh, <laughs> so I might have also not been at my best. So we met at Lexit at the Intersect mm-hmm. by Danny Meyer, and but it's actually called the Intersect by Lexus. Oh, it's a restaurant in the Meatpacking District by legendary restaurateur Danny Meyer, and this was like a big opening. Everyone got excited about because it was. I didn't realize it had. This was only week four for them. Week four. Wow. Yeah. We were really curious to see how the car, the Lexus, would integrate itself into intersect. Would inter, would intersect with, with our dining experience. with our dining experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really it was really easy, and it is really easy to make fun of such a brand play like this, and make fun of because uh, it feels very blatant. It's so blatant. Yeah. So we showed up, and this place is glitzy, glammy, right on 14th Street, right in the heart of the meatpacking district, sitting amongst some of New York's most famous nightclubs and athleisure stores. Oh, athleisure. That's big. (laughs) Yeah. Big right now. (laughs) But yeah, there it was. It was very, it looked very nice, but it didn't look um, uninviting. Like Oh, that's generous. Yeah, where you would be like, I don't belong here. That's how I felt. I think, well, the, the first floor is a coffee shop during the day. I think that helps. Felt like, a, felt like the entrance to a fancy hotel, maybe. Right. Yeah. Wait till you see the front door of this thing, by oh the way. Oh, my God. Oh, of course there are cars here. I, I don't know why I didn't, <laughs> didn't think that. 
But it's hard not to notice immediately when you turn the corner. <laughs> the gold Lexus? The giant, well, <laughs> giant, the life-size gold Lexus. I think it's actual size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you could drive it out if you wanted. So that is on the ground floor, and then you, they, they are so kind as they are in the majority of Union Square mm-hmm. Hospitality Group restaurants. They greeted us at the front and, and escorted us to the upstairs. Hello. Good, how are you? Good. Reservation, Daniel Janine. Okay, perfect. Part two of you, right? Yeah. And told us Thank the bathroom you. was on the first floor. No. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you want to go to the bathroom, you're going to have to come see us again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go now. Yeah. <laughs> and then they took our coats. I guess you kept your coat. Yeah, it's important that we remind that we we give this much detail. Here. I think people need to know mm-hmm. who kept their coat. To be honest, it's because as I said to you before, I had a portable charger in it. And I know I didn't need the portable oh, right. charger, but as, because we just met, yeah, I thought in the off chance that you needed a portable charger, yeah, uh, there's no greater gift that you can give to someone right. these days. Yeah, you wanted to be ready, which I respect. We booked the the chef's counter mm-hmm. for our meal, as we've said. Um, how do you? What do you think about Chef's Counters? I really liked it. I liked being able to watch everything being plated, and I just liked seeing all the cooks. Cooks? It <laughs> <laughs> sounds wrong to all say the cooks. cooks yeah. All the cooks. See, well, just see all the um, line people doing their <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that line people is better. I think line people. People know what I mean by line people. <laughs> No, just see everyone in their element. Everyone was so good at what they did. There was so much competence. There were competency. Competency was overflowing <laughs> out of that kitchen. From wall to wall. Yeah. So the way that the restaurant works is every six months they are featuring a super fancy chef from yes somewhere else in the world. Who did we Who did we have this month, Aparna? Gregory <laughs> Marchand. Of the legendary Frenchie in Paris. Frenchie. And the plates he was doing were very abstract, you know, yes. lots of lines and dusts and crumbs. Yeah, and like dollops yeah. of things. But I feel like the flavors were accessible. Yeah. Yeah, like what what was the first thing we had? It was um burrata. the burrata. And it had a lot of things we ordered had like a crunchy crumble on top, which yeah. I wonder if that was sort of an overarching theme. I think so. Yeah. I think uh you know, dried rices, puffed rices, yeah. buckwheats and things mm-hmm. like are very very hot right now. And fit Yeah, and I guess fit in seasonally with mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. like the fall winter. We should say that we couldn't find, besides some menu puns. Oh, right. We couldn't find evidence of the car <laughs> the of the Lexus on the second floor. <laughs> so once you shake the behemoth Lexus yeah. on the main floor, you're free of Lexus. I think on that cocktail menu, the the unalcoholic drink, non-alcoholic drink said. Yeah. Unleaded. They sure did. <laughs> but that was it. Oh, and then and the seasonal drink was, was the, the cider car. Yeah. Which is a pun, but also just a play on an actual drink. It's not like they had to make up a car-based drink. I try to joke uh, on the cider car. That didn't work. It didn't land. Uh, I, and I'm not saying that on my behalf. It didn't work on the yeah. hostess that you used it on. <laughs> it was... It was the same as the regular drink, except they added the car as a joke. Oh, right. 
And, and she, she said, she just no, it's usually you. called a sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just that may. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of people come in and they don't know anything. Yeah. No, I think she just wanted to. She wanted to be like, hey, uh, listen, jokester. <laughs> All right, you're gonna conform to my ordering policies. This isn't a, that kind of an establishment. <laughs> Let's get to the food. So, oh, um, yeah. you are a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. How long have you been a vegetarian? Since I was 13. But you, before you were 13, you managed to. You tried all the meats. I tried some of them. I didn't try sweet bread. <laughs> As we talked about. There was sweet bread on the menu, and I was like, oh, I didn't. That's one I've never had. You didn't get to that one. will. Yeah. Where would you get it as a child? Yeah. I mean, right out of the animal. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Did you, so you had bacon? Like, did you, did you. Did I have bacon? I must have tried it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you know that you were going to become a vegetarian, so you wanted to check them all off your list, or? No, like I That'd be a cool thing for a kid to do. Like, I'm going vegetarian and. Yeah, like a Gen one. to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> I should. I was raised Hindu, so we didn't eat, like, beef. Mm-hmm. But we had, like, we grew up eating chicken and fish and stuff. And then I think my parents even let us try some beef just so we would know what it tasted like. And then I did a report on factory farming, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had five vegetarian dishes. We did. I coursed them out. Very well for us. We started yeah. with a burrata and a pear. Mm-hmm. Um, the pear was locally sourced. <laughs> sure was from the farmers market that day. That day, actually, I mean, it was a delicious. It was it delicious. Was delicious, and that one had the puffed rice. Sure, yeah. Well, it had it, what they called it curried granola. It was so good. Mm-hmm. So we had that. I I think that. Um, for me, like it's really meaningful to go out for dinner with someone and 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 see them come in one way, and uh, and really learn over the course of the meal, and come out just a new person. And just a car owner. <laughs> just a Lexus owner. Just, uh... But no, I mean, first bite. Mm-hmm. You this whole composed dish comes down, and you're like, I'm gonna try a pear. Oh yeah, I just went for a single pear. I didn't... yeah. Try the burrata or the granola. Fork, fork confidence. We were yeah, we were talking about levels of fork confidence and how much you can fit on one bite. <laughs> and, and you just went for it. Yeah, you got everything on there. You weren't. Uh, was I? Too, was it too much? Was I too much? Was no, I was impressed. Forks by... flying. <laughs> no, I don't think it was upsetting. It was just. Um... What were your first impressions of me? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was cool to see that you got everything on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you're like, wow, that guy's he really that guy knows, knows how to. knows what he's doing with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've held a few, a few yeah. forks. Yeah. But also, it's like when the dish is so pretty, it feels hard to be like, I'm gonna destroy this thing mm-hmm. they just created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel when you get a? Have you ever had a a, a waiter drop a dish down? And they say, like, chef suggests you mix it all together. I've never had that. You've never had that? No. That's a big thing. Like, it's, really? uh, yeah, if you get, I mean, uh, uh, on a basic level, you might get a, a risotto, 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 yeah. risotto, or something like that with an egg yolk on it. And then right. they're like, you know, chef suggests you uh, mix it all together before and, and have it all in one bite or something oh. like that. You've never heard that? No. Do, how would you feel about it? Do you care? 
I like mixing everything. Yeah, for sure. I think I'd be like, I was planning to, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would not mix an egg yolk in? It feels like egg yolks are meant to be mixed in. Yeah, that was maybe not the best example. <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff we had had just like, would have like a splash of sauce mm-hmm. around it. So then it was like, do you want to sop it around or are you going to mm-hmm. ignore all of our colorful <laughs> flavor yeah. lines? Well, color was certainly something that they take into account there. Yeah. Which always scares me because I'm like, don't don't worry about the color, just worry about the taste. But oh, you think it's a distraction? I don't know if it's a distraction. I just don't want, I don't want someone at the farmer's market being like, that's a really pretty carrot, but that's a really delicious carrot. And yeah. I may take the pretty one. We ordered the carrots. We sure did. That was like our next dish. They were very flavorful. <laughs> I thought. They were. Um, there was, it was three carrots on the plate, all mm-hmm. cooked perfectly, but there was one traditional orange carrot, a mm-hmm. uh, purple carrot, and a. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, and Is a white, white carrot. White yeah, that's carrot? Called, And a white carrot. But yeah, all cooked perfectly. What was on that one? It was also a crumbly, crumbly. More crumbly stuff. Yeah, it's see, saying it all the time now makes it kind of wears on the magic a little bit. But we were certainly. But there was something else in that one. There was a cream. There was definitely a cream yeah, of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Uh, I asked you which carrot you wanted, thinking you'd have a color preference, and you're mm-hmm. like, "I'll take the one on top." <laughs> I well, I took the traditional carrot. <laughs> the traditional carrot. <laughs> There was also like, um, what came with the carrots? The leeks. We really liked the oh, leeks. The leeks. The leeks they grilled on one of those, on the Japanese box grills, the bincho-tan. Which and I couldn't see most of the time. And no, you the had end. the luxury of staring into a huge pole. <laughs> I was sitting behind a pole, which is my preferred <laughs> seating. The the leeks, though, I think that was uh, easily, that was probably our favorite, favorite yeah, dish, Yeah, it right? was just a very... Yeah, all the flavors worked really well together. The leeks were smoke had a smoky flavor, mm-hmm. and then the saboyan. Saboyan. Oh my god! Sabo-yan. Do you have a crazy? You must have a crazy good memory. I think I just remembered it because we liked it so much. The saboyan. Yeah, but Sabo-yan. I told you what it was, and I forgot what it was. Egg custard. It's a yeah. It's a fl- it's a aerated egg. It was aerated, but then there was a, the yolk. In mm-hmm. the middle still. It was really good. It was a really delish, yeah, really delicious dish. Again, it was there were three leeks. Three leeks. Three carrots, three leeks. Yeah. It's hard when there are two of you because yeah. it means one <laughs> of them. Well, no, I knew you liked it because I said. You gave me the last leak. I did give you the last leak, and I said, do you want the last leak? And you were like, we could split it. But, like, you wanted the last leak. I know, and then I just took it. I didn't even ask if we could split it. Yeah, you did. I don't think so. Yeah, don't try to be a villain for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, you offered to split. I don't remember that. (laughs) Do you ever feel when you're out at restaurants that being a vegetarian makes hurts your experience in the the, the world? Sometimes I think it does. I... I don't think I'm alone in being someone who likes to look at the menu before I go. You're not alone, but there are people who do and people who don't. It seems like a, what to, like early versus late people. Like it seems like there are two camps. There are two camps. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, sometimes that helps me pick where to go based on what they have as an option for a vegetarian. Yeah. But I do feel like sometimes when I'm in a group and we have to go wherever has mm-hmm. been decided. You can tell, like, if the restaurant 
croquettes a lot of vegetarians based on the quality of the vegetable mm-hmm. dishes. I think there's always a dish you can get. Yeah. But sometimes it feels very slapped together. I think it's it's a pretty modern thing to have a vegetarian dish in the main course section. Yeah. And some places will have multiple. But speaking of having a vegetable as a main course, cauliflower has come up in a big way in, in, in terms of being the <clears throat> the centerpiece of a meal, mm-hmm. of a plate. And a big I think cauliflower it, steak. I don't know why they have to call it a steak. It's not a steak. but I think people think it's better than the word hunk, I guess. Give it a meaty connotation. People will be like, oh, this is their... This is a prize dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people think steak means like high end. Right. Yeah. Right. Because um, they do that with tuna steak too. They sure do. I'm just glad cauliflower's in because it means portobello's out. <laughs> for a while, portobello seemed to be all people thought vegetarians yeah. wanted. If you didn't like it, you were. Oh, that was your option for a long time? Yeah. I oh, feel we like... have a big portobello. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need this much mushroom. It's too much. <laughs> what about a Shake Shack, the Portobello burger? Are you happy with that? Or No. <laughs> I yeah. don't want it. <laughs> you get a juicy meat and I just get a huge A huge fungus. fungus? <laughs> right. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. But, um, oh, so what is your take on all the companies making artificial meats and like really trying to mold vegetables into meats instead of just being like here's a vegetable it can be a main course it doesn't have to be like a meat i like i mean i'm i like sort of all the fake meat stuff i like just because i like interesting textures Mm -hmm. but i'm not like i guess i'm not a vegetarian who where I'm like, I miss meat, so mm-hmm. I need a substitution. Whereas I feel like now they're sort of catering to people who maybe want to shy off of meat a little bit more. So they need yeah. they need replacements for them to eat that are plant-based, which I'm totally okay with. I just, I, I don't think I need that. Like, I don't need a burger that tastes like a beef burger. Right. Yeah. I don't get why the veggie burger needs to bleed, I guess. I don't either. Yeah. I, that, to me, feels like someone who had to stop eating meat because of, right. I don't know, their blood pressure or something. And they're like, how can I eat something that doesn't bleed? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's to appeal to, like, hardcore alpha males. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't look like. Yeah. My wife's making me eat veggies for a day. I'll show her. Yeah. Luckily, (laughs) it bleeds. Uh, Anyway, so we had a nice cauliflower steak. It was a delicious dish. I don't remember. Uh, It was, you know, beautifully crusted. Mm -hmm. Talked about your ramping up your cooking efforts at home. Yep. Um, Cauliflower steak. Cauliflower steak feels manageable. Yeah, but it's tough. Yeah, it's not I bet a, it is. You have to steam it a little bit yeah, ahead of time. because the texture was so specific. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, We should talk about our lovely, the lovely floor manager. We had such a lovely floor manager who came to ask if we had any questions. Yeah. And then later came and followed up to see if we had come up with any questions. <laughs> we had a couple questions. We, as, as I mean, I, I'm not going to put you in this camp, but as the snooty, nosy uh, person, well, kind of journalist. Okay. That yeah. I, you're I, I was journalist. like, I really wanted to know, I wanted to know how much the operation was being affected by the car. Yes. He was saying. He was like, well, the car is. Running at all times. <laughs> and he's like, and we're in a giant car right now. <laughs> this whole thing could just take off. <laughs> the car, the the way the car had worked its hooks into this operation yeah. was not Lexus branding. Right. was that Lexus had hired this design firm. Wonderwall. Wonderwall. See, what the, wow. I mean, I guess how could well, you forget? Well, I really like, I really like good design. So I think I remembered it because I was like, oh, they did a really good job. Oh. Compliment. Yeah. I thought you were going to – I mean, this isn't your style. But. Well, I thought when he said how uh, precise they were mm-hmm. about, you know, the exact measurements of stuff, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that they're so <laughs> – Right. Like, well, he was saying that they were having serious delays in the yeah. opening, and it's because things as specific as a light bulb yeah. being like one inch right. in the wrong direction right. or something. He was saying in a typical restaurant – you would never notice these things, yeah. but the, the firm that they hired, the Tokyo-based firm they hired, yeah. was so exacting that they held the opening of the restaurant until it was exactly up to their standards, yeah. which is wild. It is. It's definitely a hard core philosophy yeah. to abide by. I appreciate it. I think the overarching question we had is, are we being too Lexist right now? Are we being so Lexist oh, yeah. are we that being, this is a turnoff? Yeah, like we don't even realize we're being Lexist. <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't overt. I mean, besides this, like the little touches here and there. Well, and, and once you got to the second floor, which is the restaurant area, yeah. there was no evidence of Lexus except the menu no. puns. Yeah. It seems like the one way they did was by make, by hiring this design firm, mm-hmm. at least for the restaurant area, yeah. to hold back production a year, which makes me think. Yeah. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money here. There's got to be, yeah. And, and they and they have so they have this rotating chef thing, and so I think they said the chef they have there now is there until the beginning of next year. Another two months. Another two months. No, sorry, six months. So another four months. Another four months. And then they're they're not even saying yet who the next one is, but nope. they're booked until 2020 with chefs. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I think Lexus has done a fantastic job, right? I think what I find so fascinating with this kind of thing is we think that restaurants, I'm not weeing you and me, Mm -hmm. um, I'm saying 
like eater and, and yeah. our coverage. Like we think we think that you know a restaurant gets put pushed back a year. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy money. That's crazy high stakes. That's millions yeah. of dollars. But for a giant auto corporation, right. they're like, we don't care. Like yeah. we want it to be perfect. Uh, let's just keep pushing it back until it works. Oh, I'm sure our chef guys will be ready for the right. by the time it's open. Like it's just the the they're just in such different leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes me think like why not just give away the food for free? Like why like the food That's making true. money is not is clearly not, not part incentive. of it. Yeah. Huh. Because the, the real estate is insane. It's like crazy. It's massive. It's probably four thousand, five thousand square feet. Yeah. In one of the most expensive districts in the city. I think I don't know that kind of Seems thing. Seems like it. And we ate five big dishes, had two drinks, and it was one hundred and seventy-five dollars, tip included. Like I was excited when I saw the bill. I yeah. thought that was actually fairly reasonable. Yeah, considering everything and dessert and dessert and two desserts. I'm sorry, we had two seven, desserts, seven dishes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That seems pretty affordable. Let's talk about, let's finish our conversation with the guy. So so it wrapped up and he was yeah. lovely. He and was so nice. He was so nice and made us feel very welcome, you know. And let's talk about the desserts were, one so of the desserts good. was the. Benafi. Was the Benafi, which was the flagship dessert or something. Of Frenchie, of Frenchie yeah. in Paris. Yeah. And it they was, were so nice about also, they kept telling. Oh, yeah. We ordered they kept a, twice. coming back. To say there was gelatin in various dessert items because they knew I was vegetarian, which was very thoughtful of them. They did it once, and then they could have just gone with it. And you kind of forgot about gelatin. I did. And then they came back, and they were like, oh, it's also in this. I I think the food was really good. I was prepared for it to be like a diluted version of good food. Right, or a very safe bet. Yeah. I think it was safe. I mean, even we even heard that. Mm-hmm. They went with a safer choice for their first chef. Not necessarily a safe chef, just the I, like his food is is has mass appeal. Mass appeal, said. yeah. Every every good critic, and mm-hmm. you know, I am no critic, but every good critic will say they never want to dislike the food at a restaurant. Right. This food would have been fun to dislike for the story. Right. And so I can't. We were prepared to. We're ready to. Sl- yeah. Waiter to hightail on out of there, you know, but vroom, vroom. We didn't even get any good car puns in. No. We did use the restrooms on the way out, <laughs> and they were very nice. And we even checked out the car. Like, I at least was like, this is an interesting-looking car. I don't think I looked at no, it. No, you didn't at all. I was watching to see if you looked at the car or not. There was a wall of little cars outside <laughs> the bathroom, little yeah. toy cars. It was so tasteful. I loved that. It was so tasteful. That was enough cars. You remember me. you said uh, it's almost as if Lexus was trying to be tasteful or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was almost like they were like, we don't want to insult people by being <laughs> Lexusing them over the in, head. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, we're we'll have touches of our presence, and I guess the biggest being the actual car, but. <laughs> But, like, the restaurant upstairs, you didn't feel like you were being hit over the head with Lexus branding. They could have even had a little more. Like, they could have had some wooden steering wheels or something in the glass. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Do you think that was a tense meeting that Wonderwall had with Lexus? 
where Lexus was like, can oh. we at least have oh, that's funny. some wooden steering wheels? <laughs> Wonderwall was like, no. And because you said that, we're delaying for another <laughs> six months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we're putting sliding doors in the bathroom. <laughs> the sliding doors really made me a lot more excited than I for thought sure. they would. So, I, and when we walked out of the bathroom, we said, are we any more likely to buy a Lexus? After eating there. Or, or just like, how do we feel about the brand Lexus? Lexus now. Yeah. And I got to say, for me, it was, I feel no worse, maybe a little better. I think I feel not worse, not better, just about <laughs> the same. <laughs> I was like, I learned Lexus can cook. <laughs> I think I would go back to have a meal. Yeah. But I don't know if I would drive one of their cars. <laughs> I think we learned that Danny Meyer has a, runs a fantastic restaurant group. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually was pretty uh, – it, it worked for me, the whole thing, especially being in that neighborhood and not being the bougiest restaurant of all time. Oh, yeah. It like wasn't – I don't think it was aggressively trendy at all. I think, honestly, if you would go back there, they've done their job. Yeah, I think so. Can we tell the story about the manager as we were leaving? Oh, it feels <laughs> like we're betraying him. He spent a lot of lovely time with us and did not seem like he was shilling for Lexus at all. No. Like he is a, a man uh, who provides wonderful hospitality. Yeah. When we walked out from the bathroom and we saw the car on display again, he was showing. <laughs> oh, no. Is this like <laughs> he was showing someone the car. He was. But and, then he saw us. And? And he looked very embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the part of his job that he did not want to. That's because, I mean, we schemed about this in the cab ride, but yeah. that's because it was not part of his job. It's not. Circumstances led him I to showing that him. I think that that other guy car. was forcing him to. Yeah. That's but, what your call is. Like, like he was like. Can you tell me about this car? And he had to because he's a hospitable person. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't do it of his own accord. That's I mean, it had to be. But it was it was pretty fantastic, too. The one thing you don't want to think there is that anyone is <laughs> not is not being subtle in their lettuce, lettuce suggestions, Lexus suggestions. <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> and to catch him showing someone the car was just yeah was it made it, well yeah and and, I, that, and to have that be the last thing we see because it made it seem like the whole restaurant was just a waiting room for people <laughs> but who wanted information about cars it's just amazing how far good hospitality can go because mm -hmm. we spent 10 minutes on the ride back finding ways to give him the benefit of the doubt we did we really wanted him to be the hero and he he was the hero he was the hero how was the, the whole experience for you? Was it? It was very pleasant. Yeah. I would say you're right. The hospitality went really a long way. Right. I mean, the food was great, too, but I think because it, they were so thoughtful about all the other details, it made it that much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's your first restaurant review. Whoa. I think I was more afraid to have to be so... <laughs> like blisteringly mean this was you being harsh right no i was afraid that <laughs> oh. we were gonna really go all in on tearing apart intersect and we didn't have to 
No, thank God. I know. I feel stressed out about saying that we passed that guy <laughs> leaving the bathroom. I loved him, though. I truly think I he— I know. We both loved him. I wonder—I hope that—I will email him after this, and— <laughs> I don't know, actually. You would. <laughs> You'd be like, I know that you weren't I doing... know. You caught me showing the car. <laughs> it just has 10.5 miles per gallon over the top <laughs> He just rattles off a spiel. No, no, no. All right. Well, Parna Nancharla, thank you so much for, for joining for me for holy me shit, how intersect. long? Intersect. Now it's been almost four hours. Four hours of time. Yeah. Uh, honestly, pr- probably a terrible choice by you and your publicist. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought my publicist. <laughs> He's like, that's two and a half hours. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you want to hear and see more of Aparna, check out Corporate Season 2 on Comedy Central, January 15th. Follow her on all the platforms at Aparnapkin. And remember to subscribe to the show, rate the show, pass the show along, spread it far and wide. And we will see you next week for something else. Thanks so much. <laughs>